Good afternoon, good evening, hear ye, hear ye. We are happy to have you here listening to the JMG. <laughs> I'm getting laughed at right now for this greeting. But you know what? We're just going to go with it. JMJ Missions Podcast, thank you for tuning in. Uh, today we have a great uh, lineup of things to talk about, from uh, recent events in Houston to TikTok and whether or not it's a good thing, Anthony's small talk, some updates of what we're doing. But first, how you can get in touch with us. We have a Facebook, JMJ Missions. We have a website, jmjmissions.com. We have an Instagram, at JMJ Missions. Twitter, at JMJ Missions. And YouTube. 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 We need 1,000 subscribers. We're getting close, sort of, kind of, so and you last, subscribe. But not least, TikTok. Oh, yeah. Is actually our most successful thing, which is completely ironic as to what we're going to say about TikTok today. It's extremely ironic. Um, and being that it wasn't even our focus, no. and it's just, just God works in mysterious ways, so you can see us on TikTok there. And if you'd like to support us, um, well, first off, and we, we don't just say this, like this, I mean, without prayer, uh, you literally can't do anything without the grace of God. So please pray for us. But on top of that, if you'd like to support us financially, you could do so on our website. There's some links there under Give. Uh, we can't do this as three people with full-time jobs. Uh, we cannot make this uh, a part-time ministry and maybe even you know full-time or, or part-slash-full-time in the future without your help. So anything you could do to help us, um, we greatly appreciate it. We can do that on Anchor uh, and obviously through our website. You can find more information there. Anyway... We have a great lineup of things to talk about today, but first, Anthony, small talk. All right. So the weather is getting colder. It's getting more cozy day by day. Sun is going down earlier. So what is your favorite board game? I don't know what the weather and being cozy <laughs> had to do with that. <laughs> but what's your favorite board game? Well, you're you're more inside, so of course yeah, you're going to be more inclined to bring out ye old board games. <laughs> yeah, you know? that, that's that's a reach. True. I'm going to start first. Because I never okay. start first in the small talk. You don't. No. It's about time. <laughs> I, my favorite board game is chess. I'll beat all of you methodically and very easily. And it's That's not true. Been, I don't think you've ever beaten me And always chess. will be Dan? chess. I just, first off, I have to comment on that as a friend. I'm just going to bust on Anthony. That is extremely um Dan will just, smoke you in just chess. Boring. Not now. Maybe boring. back in 2014, well, Dan would smoke me. But Dan now would I've always beat my, you in chess. No, well, I've been on my, my game. Well, to be honest. play chess? I play chess all the time. I just don't With tell who? anybody. Don't worry With about yourself? it. And I don't tell people about it. And it's just up in his room by himself playing chess. I, st- I study chess uh, logic puzzles sometimes. I still, right. My money's on Dan. I just I don't know if I'd ever... <laughs> first off, I don't, I don't know. I make a lot of blunders in chess. Like, I, if I strategize and, and I play a few rounds, like... I'll get you with a backwards bishop. Yeah, because you, you stole that from me. I told, I taught you that. That's that is true. But seriously, yeah, like you, you would get me with those blunders. It's kind of like with golf. My first time out there, because I don't golf that much anymore, I play terrible. After three or four rounds, and you know, about period of like two weeks, which I never get to do, um, I play better. Chess would be the same thing, and you'd probably yeah. my money would be on should, you. Should we just live stream a chess match? Do you think anybody yeah, would watch should. that? Um, maybe like two people. I, I don't know if that'd be good or bad for our ministry. Ah. I'm just gonna be honest with you. <laughs> I think it'd maybe. be great. Okay. All right. Well, like maybe in the future, if people comment, oh, Easter That's egg. That's the Easter egg. <laughs> Easter egg. Wow, early ones. Today. Yeah. Comment somewhere on Instagram, any one of our Instagram posts, and say we want to see a chess live stream. Is that too many words? <laughs> yeah. Can just boil that just down comment chess, chess, live chess, stream. chess live stream. Chess live stream. We have a new video. It's about to come out. Rock is done editing it. We just have to release it. So it should be like tomorrow or the next day, something like that. Yeah. You can comment on that video, which you still have yet to give a name, mm-hmm. but it'll have to do with philosophy, we know. 
So on the philosophy video that's coming out soon, um, if you're listening later, it's November... What's the, today? Today's November 9th. November 9th. So this philosophy video, video will come out on YouTube on like the 10th or 11th, somewhere around then. Comment chess live stream. Chess live stream. Okay. Anywhere on any one of our social medias, anywhere. Right. Yeah. And we will pray for you. We will pray for you in particular... So, like, we can use the graces. Yep. You could use the graces. So, what are your favorite board games? Oh, uh, I don't know. You know, I think I got to go with Risk. I knew you were going to say yeah, Risk. Risk, and is, that, Risk is, is terrible. The, one of the worst games I've ever it's, played. It's, no. no. it's, it's 98.7% luck <laughs> and the other 1.3% strategy. <laughs> I was waiting to see what it was going <laughs> to be. Like, Rock just falls asleep. As <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pure luck. Sorry. It's not fun. It's not I, fun. I, enjoy, it's I played it over 20 times, and I enjoyed it maybe once. I love Risk. I think it's fun to invade you the like, world. You not like literally, it being of based course. off luck instead of self-skill no, self no. strategy? There, there's luck, and there is strategy in That's Risk. That's not strategy. You got to know when to attack, where to attack, how many guys it. to attack, which which <laughs> continents to control. My favorite board game is Settlers of Catan. And yes, no, I, understand how, I understand how luck can play a factor in that. It's a resource-building strategy game. Which involves dice like Risk does, but I don't think it involves that much as much luck like Risk does. It's more strategy than Risk. So you'd lose inevitably in Catan then. It's more strategy. I know. I'm kidding. I was <laughs> insulting your strategic <laughs> abilities. <laughs> I gotta go. With, kidding. I gotta go with Catan. It's way better than Risk because it only takes 45 minutes and the game is over. Yeah, Risk, but Risk could take you know, three I'm, days. Like I got, you know. I'm being harsh on Risk. It's fun if you're playing with like a bunch of people. Everyone's laughing. Think about it. You got five people. You're into it. Everyone's invading. Like you have, you have part of Africa, and someone's trying to make the other other part. Right. Successfully defend it. It, it, It's it's a good feeling. Don't get me wrong, but I've never played a game to its completion, and I don't like that. I feel like it's actually a lack of prudence. Mm. You shouldn't start something that you can't finish. You're right, and everybody (laughs) says that. But I have. I wait, wait, wait. So it's it's an unholy game. No, it's not unholy. You lost cardinal virtue, Dan. Oh, you got to no. You just got to set a time limit, and then you see who has the most countries. Nobody has time to set a time limit. See, like that doesn't even make sense. Yeah. That's just logical. You should go fallacy. to confession if you play Risk. Okay, you, you know should. what? We're gonna move on from the small talk. Lest you risk your soul. Oh. Wow, wow. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. I'm humbled, and now I'm just gonna go cry after this podcast is done. I guess we're gonna move on to some events that have happened recently, and I want to spend too long talking about this just because it's very interesting to to think about and talk about. Um, there's a lot of information still coming out about these events so we have to be careful kind of what we say just so we don't make any blanket statements but um everyone's probably heard of the travis scott drake concert in houston that happened just a few days ago uh eight people were pretty much stampeded right died Mm -hmm. in the midst of a uh, of, of chaos overcrowdedness in the theater um very very interesting situation there are allegations out and i believe lawsuits that um, as this pandemonium was ensuing, which you could clearly see from the stage, somebody ran onto the stage to try to stop the concert, and um, Travis Scott just kept going, and and, and uh, probably saw what was going on. There are other allegations of um, like Satanism and things like that. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think about all that, just in general? Yeah, last night I was doing a lot of research on it, and I was kind of getting frustrated as I was doing this. And you know, we can't say like I don't know like whether or not Travis Scott's intentions are like to worship Satan. I mean, you know, right, I can't, right. can't say like, I don't know only him and God know that. Yeah. Um, but you can observe things and you can observe fruits of things. And 
So to have the start of his concert to have it be a dove on fire, like right. that's just not. It's just you know, it just makes you feel yeah. weird. Well, now what? W- now what would you say to someone that says, "Well, those are two symbols of the Holy Spirit, they the are, dove but and fire." They are. That's funny, but they're never combined. That's true. You, know what I mean? you like, never see a dove, a dove on fire or fire. Yeah, not like, right. In our faith, fire has a lot of different symbolic meanings. You uh, could have the fu- the good fire of the Holy Spirit. Pentecost. You could have the fire. Yeah, Pentecost. You have the mm-hmm. fire of purgatory, which actually, weirdly enough, even though it's tough, is a good fire burning away the attachments of sin in your soul, so you can get to heaven. But then you have a separate fire, not probably a literal fire, but more of a spiritual fire, worse than the worst fire on earth, and that's hell, the torment of the soul of rejecting God and and losing who you are for all eternity, running from Him from all eternity. Um, so if that was the implied message there, um, you know, that would that would be rough. But we don't know for sure. Like I said, we can't make any blanket yeah, statements. Just observations. Just observations. Yeah. This is not anybody. Mm-hmm. We're not making judgments on anybody's soul here. Yeah. Um, however, it is peculiar that that is the symbol because most of these songs are not spiritual. No. Like they don't have spiritual meanings. Most of it is about, yes, yeah, straight sin. But like partying, things like that. So for them to go out of their way, for a lot of music artists to go out of their way with what seems to be spiritual symbolism wouldn't make sense, which means there might be something behind it. There yeah. could be. You just mm-hmm. don't know. You no, don't know. We don't know. Uh, I heard that there was a, the stage was in the shape of an inverted cross. I heard that as well. I don't know if that's like true. Like I said, some of it's hearsay. Um, there, there were words on the stage too that said, see you on the other side. Yeah, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very and it doesn't weird. mean that the people that went to the concert, like, they weren't in sin. You know, like, they're just going to a concert, you know, just yeah. trying to have a nice time. Yeah. Right. Like, maybe they're not thinking, like, oh, this, this is like a, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Now, here's one last thing I'll say. Uh, religious symbolism aside, you know, intentions of demonic or not aside, um, the music that young people listen to, I'm a teacher, mm-hmm. so I hear it sometimes, you know, kids before football practice warming up listen to yep. it. And most of the students at my school are, are, are just good kids. They're not, like, trying to... You know, I don't really worry about the students at my school because I teach at a Catholic school. These are they're pretty good kids. They have their issues, but no worse than anybody else. They have decent families, most of them, and they go to a Catholic school where I could teach them religion. What I worry about with this music, because it's so, it's getting worse and worse. I mean, it was rough when we were in high school, which wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. You know, it's even worse now than it was, and I thought it was couldn't get any worse when I was in high school. Uh, the lyrics and what people sing about and rap about or whatever. Um, it's even worse now. It's not only just like I'm having a good time and committing some sins. It's now like intentional. It's like yeah. it's like uh, it's kind of de- it's extremely mm-hmm. degrading. Not just before it was like degrading to people because you're having a good time and this just happens to be degrading, you know, to right. women or whoever. Now it's intentionally it's like, degrading. Yeah, it's like degrading for the sake of being degrading. for the sake of being degrading. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's evil for the sake of evil. Right. Almost now, some of these songs, and it's very mainstream. Yeah. Now I don't worry too much about my students who know that they're not supposed to take notes on how to live their life from the people that make the music. What I worry about though is for all the millions and millions of teenagers. Yeah. Across the United States and possibly the world, who listen to American music, and uh, they don't have good families teaching them. They don't have the Lord. They don't believe mm-hmm. in God. They don't have any moral compass, um, not from any fault of their own, but just because that's how our culture is and maybe not good parenting or whatever. And then they hear this music, and they think this is how you're supposed to be. Yeah. That is what I worry about, and that's uh, the number of, of kids that are in that situation seems to be growing more and more as time goes on. Now, what I wanted to, to ask you guys was, or to actually the, the listeners here, did we really... Do we, are we really that shocked that things like this, stampeding and rioting 
not really rioting, but something like this in the concert were going to happen when for years and years and years, it's just becoming more and more mainstream that music is just about straight violence and sex yeah. and, and, and sin and now evil for the sake right. of evil. And you're seeing the fruits of it, literally. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And it might get worse. It could. It, it could get worse. Mm -hmm. It very well could. As we kick, you know what I noticed? Before um, the Roman Empire became Christian, their main source of entertainment, or one of them, was gladiator fights. People were sick. They may have had an advanced nation, Rome, the most advanced in the world, with an incredible road system and with um, a lot of military power, a very organized system of government, very organized way of living. But without Jesus, with the paganism that had infiltrated Rome at that time, or had really been Rome had been founded on, you could say, people were obnoxiously uh, inhumane to the point where they're getting pleasure out of uh, like a, what, what, the way we would go to a basketball game or like a football game or a hockey game, whatever. Like they would go to gladiator fights to see people die and jeer and laugh. What I've noticed is on the internet, more and more videos surfacing of kids getting into fights. Mm -hmm. But instead of people jumping in and breaking it up, what do people do? They take out their phones and film yeah. and laugh. Mm -hmm. Right. My yeah. stomach absolutely turns yeah. inside of itself when I see that. It's pure evil. Because if you if you are now if you're a tiny person, there's two huge people fighting. There's nothing you could do. Yeah. But if you are a able-bodied able-bodied yeah. individual, yeah. and and there's a few of you, and you know that you could definitely successfully get in there and save this poor kid who's getting beat up, mm -hmm. regardless of whether you think that person's right or not, they're getting hurt. Yeah. It's bad, and all the the crowd of 15, 10, 20 people do is take out their phones and laugh. Yeah. That reminds me. I hate to say this of the Colosseum. Uh -huh. It reminds me of the Colosseum. It's the same idea, just in miniature. And it's happening because we're kicking out Jesus from our society. Mm -hmm. When Christianity took over Rome, that stuff stopped. Immediately, it stopped. When Christianity hit uh, Mexico, the, the, the Aztec nation, the child sacrifices stopped. Our Lady, you can thank Our Lady of Guadalupe for that. Yep. When Christianity took over the West, that kind of stuff stopped. Not perfect societies, but it stopped. And now, as we are kicking Jesus out of our li lives, we're not going to church anymore, we're not praying anymore, and we are completely okay and tolerant of music that is absolutely, like, egregiously sick. I mean, yeah, being in high school not too long ago and college, whatever, I get it. Like, sometimes a song just kind of bumps, and it makes you feel confident, it makes <laughs> you want to get amped and go play a sport over. I get that. And maybe just listen for the, for the music and not the lyrics, and I understand that. But if you really do listen to the lyrics... How do we get to a society that went from Mozart and then like, you know, Louis Armstrong and this amazing jazz and this beautiful music to we're listening to violent, degrading songs intentionally and it's just completely commonplace. Do we really think there's not going to be repercussions in our society from this? Oh, yeah. So as a Catholic, how do we handle this? Um, I remember when I first had my conversion and I learned that, like, you know, we got to be careful about the things that we ingest, like the things that we view, consume with our eyes and, and even with our ears. Yes. Um, you have to be a little bit more selective. So when I had my conversion, I was overzealous. Yeah. And I remember I went through my iPod and I deleted any song that was explicit. Yeah. Any song that was about anything inappropriate. And I think it was a, it was a snap overreaction. Mm -hmm. um, so then what do we do? Like, how do we navigate this as a Catholic? So I would say... What I tell my students is this: you have to have balance. A lot of the saints, what you notice was that they weren't like they were very balanced, normal, natural people. Um, to shut yourself off from society and stop listening to all music just because it has one thing in there that is not completely Catholic, or to stop watching all movies just because there's one 
negative thing where whereas maybe the overall main theme of the movie is very beautiful maybe the movie's all about love and there's because one small thing in there that you don't like you're more than welcome to do that and to shut yourself off from those things because there there there's sin sin has so infiltrated society that there's almost nowhere no piece of media you can consume mm-hmm. now that doesn't have something that is that is goes against church teaching or, or is somewhat sinful um however to shut yourself off from everything i kind of think is almost an act of fear mm-hmm. uh, jesus says we're supposed to be in the world not of the world so i think that's just something we have to exercise our own prudence with. Uh, if you hear a song, it has one bad word. I tell my students, just get the clean versions. Try to get mm-hmm. the clean versions. You know, you, you can listen to it, but get the clean versions. And I say, keep your keep your God filter on. Yeah. Keep your spiritual filter on when you hear these songs, and make sure you know and remember that you don't take who you uh, you don't take notes on how to live from these musical artists. You take notes on how you live from Christ and Christ alone. You have. Uh, no father on earth but one in heaven just one that's what jesus said you take notes on your life from the church from the saints from jesus most of all um i'm not i I don't tell my students to just cut off all music in general if there's one bad word or one bad reference because then there's almost like i just feel that there's almost a fear there like oh my gosh i have to run from everything of the world um but you know we are living in the world there's something to be said to be a natural normal balanced person just don't let any of that stuff get in your heart and then i say if you can avoid the bad music avoid it listen mm-hmm. to christian music listen to uplifting uplift, uplifting music but i wouldn't have this um fear towards anything because right. with christ you don't need to fear anything as long as you're not letting any sin or bad uh, intentions or bad messages actually in your heart and your mind and if you really like rap because like you said sometimes rap just does the trick you know it just has <laughs> if you're the, in the right mode yeah, yeah it just has the beat it just gets you all excited um, and maybe so if you really like rap and you don't want to deal with it being inappropriate or degrading, then there is actually Christian rap. Yeah, and I listen to it a lot and my mm-hmm. students really like it. They ask me at least four times a week, probably 80 percent of the days to put on some Christian rap. And who are yep. some who are some for, who are some Christian rap artists you like for the I, audience? Uh, the ones that I like, I like two really. One is Lecrae. Andy Minio. The other one is Andy Minio. <laughs> yeah, yeah but so. I like Andy Minio a little better. No offense <laughs> to Lecrae. Yeah, not. They're 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 good they're good songs. Um, I like Lecrae and Andy Minio myself. I have tons of. I mean, me and me and you kind of share songs by them mm-hmm. sometimes to each other. Um, I mean, they're not Catholic. Totally fine. I mean, they're, we're all on the same team here. Uh, it's better than anything else you're gonna find. I will say sometimes they do get a little political. Uh-huh. Not necessarily in a way that I would agree with. Um, and obviously, like I said, you know, it's 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 not Catholic. However, I think it's all very good. And yeah. in the end, it's a net good. Especially um, compared to the other stuff. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. a huge upgrade from the lyrics in most pop songs in, mm-hmm. in our culture or, or hip-hop. And But honestly, like, all genres are kind of taking a dive. Like, even country music. I love country and everything. But, like, every song's about beer. It's, like, I all know. it's about anymore. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, give me something else besides. <laughs> just, like, okay, beer's fine. Like, you know, if, you, if, you're, if you're of age. If you're of age in moderation, yeah. like, sure. Like, you know, have a beer, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> um, I was just teaching my students about Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati. Now, he would have wine with his friends here and there uh-huh. and within moderation. Was he the one that would smoke a pipe? Yeah, he smoked yeah. a pipe, right. But, um, like, can you like, sing about something else besides yeah. getting drunk? It's just really annoying. It's just, I don't know. That's <laughs> <laughs> just me. No, that's but, true. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we take a break, and then we're going to come back with our topic. So we're going to let some music play for, like, 10 seconds. So Short break. Enjoy it. <laughs> All right, hope you enjoyed that that slick little music. Um, I did. I mean, like, I will. God's timeless, so, you know, we don't hear it right now live. But I will when I will. edit it. And, <laughs> yeah. um, and because I will, 
as long as God willing it happens, then in God's mind it already did happen. Yeah. So a little theolo- theological um, inversion there. Okay, mm-hmm. anyway, our actual topic today kind of has to do with our culture uh, is TikTok. Is TikTok ruining the world? A lot of things we could say about TikTok. Um, Ant, I don't know. Ant's our social media dude. We're all featured on social media, but Anthony officially runs the uh, the accounts. I mean, we all can kind of chip in, but Anthony has been doing incredible work with this. Thank you. He does the bulk of everything. And um, the interesting thing is TikTok was the last thought in our mind. Yeah, right? TikTok was an extra. We were like, well, we may as well do this too. Right. Like, just because we're doing everything else. And it's actually <laughs> our most successful social media. So weird. The Lord really does work in mysterious ways through, I think, it kind of goes to show that you could put so much hard work into something, but if mm-hmm. the Lord wants something else, he's going to make it happen. We got Instagram as soon as we started as a ministry. We've had it for like two years, you know, a little over two years. We got YouTube, obviously, as soon as we started our, our group. Just about um, two years. <laughs> yeah, about two years. But at Facebook and our website, same thing. How long have we had TikTok April. for? We did it in April, so seven months. So only seven months. And we have, um, not that it's about the numbers. It's not. But we have, we have almost 3,500 followers just in like seven months compared to two years on the other ones. Right. We had about two to 300 for like months. And then what happened? Uh, we, just, we posted one video that went viral or kind of viral. And it was about different prayers that we that we pray, that Catholics pray. So then we got a lot of heat or a lot of hate from Protestants. The interesting thing is, like, I can't stand when Protestants and Catholics argue. Uh, I'm we're, we're proudly Catholic, obviously. I believe in all the Catholic teachings. And, of course, you know, if someone attacks the Catholic faith, it's usually based on misunderstandings, and I'll defend it till the cows come home. However, in the end, um, I really do think right now our culture is kind of so messed up, as we're just talking about the concert in Houston and everything and, and the music that people hear. Um, that I feel like Protestants and Catholics really need to combine forces. Yeah. Um, and we'll figure out we'll figure out the theology later. Like I said, right. I am all about uh, beauty, truth, and goodness. I'm mm-hmm. all about the Pope. We are all about the Rosary and saints and um, the, the Magisterium and the sacraments. The of course, the Eucharist. <laughs> we are we are all about church tradition. Like we are completely Catholic. However, um, you know. Right now, we need to combine forces with Protestants. I think the devil loves a good Catholic-Protestant um, argument. I want to say discussion because that could be very useful. Yeah. Uh, argument where mm-hmm. no one's getting anywhere and people are just mm-hmm. just nagging on each other right. about uh, the same Little talking things. points. Yeah. It's like, like, come on, guys. Like We're all trying to get to heaven here. It's like, like we got to go out and find the people who aren't interested in heaven. Like that's the real battle. Exactly. Like yeah. if, if I were to sit down, I will absolutely defend the Catholic faith yeah. and with with a, with a Protestant who who means well, who has a good heart, good soul. Uh, like I said, like we're all we're all on the same team, and um, I'd be happy to discuss with them and see if I can get through to them about about the truth in the in Catholicism, which I believe is is the church that Jesus founded. Um, however, like dude, like arguing back and forth. It's not going to get anybody getting anywhere. nowhere. Right. The only good yeah. thing that comes from it is that it gets our videos a lot of views. <laughs> yeah, it does. It actually helps us when when people do that. So I don't mind. <laughs> so what was the specific um, video that we talked about that, um, that went kind of viral uh, at least for us? It was three prayers that every Catholic should know. And okay, you said Saint Michael. Rock said Psalm ninety one. <laughs> yep. And then I said the Hail Holy Queen. Okay. And then it just got a lot of the Mary comments like, "Oh, don't pray to Mary." We don't have to get into that now. But yeah. That's just. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So that helped us out. Now we have like 3,700, you said, or something like that? Uh, something like that, yeah. So that's awesome. Um, but but is TikTok good or bad as a whole? I think is what we're talking about right now. I think from a creative standpoint, and as the video editor in JMJ, I don't like it at all. Yeah. I think it's a complete <laughs> strike to those that really take the time to invest in their craft of video editing and learning sound design and audio manipulation and, and color correction and storyboarding 
and how to piece a good story together. And what you have are these small little videos that 30 second videos that people are just seeking instant self gratification for. Yeah. It's capitalizing off of that rush that everyone wants to feel. Yep. That's what TikTok's doing. And meanwhile, you got these online creators that are really putting their heart and soul into their craft. And they're just getting thrown to the wind because of stupid TikTok. I hate it. I don't <laughs> yeah. like it. Yeah. I, I will I, I will a, totally it's, it's agree. Just, it's a complete uh strike to those that really um that are really passionate about video editing. Yeah. You know, I totally agree that it is a TikTok is definitely a fruit, a result of the um lack of patience that people have, especially millennials, Gen Z, short attention spans. Yeah, teens to early 30s yeah. maybe like And it's a shame that it capitalized off that. Yeah. yeah. You know? Because like, it's a shame we really can't take anything longer than 15 seconds. Yeah. We need instant gratification so quickly that we can't focus on something for more than just right. 30 seconds. It know? reminds me of candy. It's like you put the pop piece of candy in your mouth and it's like, oh, this is so good. Right. And then it's like it's gone, you know, and then you're just like, you want another piece of candy. Right. So, it's, it's addicting. And then you right. can't eat normal food because you're so used to candy all the exactly, time. That like yeah. When you actually come to eating something healthy that someone 100 years ago will be all over. Yeah. You're just like, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I struggle with that, too, as, as a content creator, because even even on the YouTube forum are what's become popular, all these new, as far as video editing is concerned, new cuts and new transitions and new ways to go about editing a project and being sucked into that and forced into doing those things because that's just what people want to see. For example, right. there's these things called whip transitions in filmmaking. <laughs> I love whip transitions. And I hate them. <laughs> uh, because everyone's doing it because it looks cool because you feel like it's like whiplash you're on a roller coaster it's fast it's quick content creators kind of feel like compelled to be implementing these techniques into their work when really that has nothing to do with filmmaking like what's become popular on youtube are, would would be videos like a cinematic b-roll of xyz yeah like a cinematic B-roll, it could be anything of like making an egg sandwich yeah. <laughs> or cinematic B-roll of making a coffee. Yeah. But the only reason people are watching is for the whip transitions. Yeah. It has nothing to do with real, genuine, good old fashioned storytelling. Now. And I always had an issue with that yeah. ever since whip. And I tried experimenting with it. We mm -hmm. put out a video. Yeah, it wasn't bad. We put out a chess related video with, dur during our spiritual warfare series. Oh, the trailer, spiritual warfare. And the, tra warfare the trailer, trailer was full of whip transitions. And I experimented with it, but it was very, very short lived and it quickly just that passion died out for me. Right. It was like, why, how could people get so sucked into doing this? Like, and, and content creators like are still doing it. Like, are you really doing it? Like, are you that shallow that you're doing it for numbers? Because that's just the thing to do. And I, I think a lot of people probably do. Yeah. yeah. Now, now what, what would you like? How do you walk this fine line? Because what do you do when you, you want to tell a good story and you want to make good quality, um, a good quality video for somebody that teaches them something or that tells a really good story that's well edited, but you also know what what's going to catch people and, and what's going to attract people. How do you walk that fine line of like, okay, I got to keep doing this for the gospel. I got to do it for the Lord. I got to do it for the story for what's really underneath the content of the video. But I also want to make it appealing for people. If there's a trend, how do you walk that fine line? I don't know. It's, it's, it's been a struggle for me and it's still, it's still a struggle for me as, as the video creator for, for our ministry because I want it to be eye-catching and gripping for people and to hook them fast. But at the same time, I want to be authentic right. and true to, 
true to myself. And I feel like when I'm forcing myself to do these things, I'm not being myself. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not your style. It's not my style at all. And I feel like I'm doing it just so other people will watch. Yeah. Right. Um, Me personally, it's gotten to a point where I've just compromised that whole outlook. And I'm I'm just going to, even if it's just basic cuts, I don't have a problem with speed ramping. That's another technique used in filmmaking. I don't have an issue with that or quick cuts. But I think you could just as quickly grip people with those kinds of techniques as well. Yeah. Like quick cuts, mm-hmm. speed ramping, mm-hmm. B-roll. You know, B-roll mm-hmm. is supplementary footage that constitutes the A-roll, which would be the subject speaking. Right. Um, to me, that's more aligned with, like, as I said, good old-fashioned production. Right. Because that's what we see in, in, in movies and TV shows. And that's just who I always was, and I just ho- had always had an issue with myself conforming to these mainstream techniques. You know, that makes me think of the church. You know, throughout the 2,000-year history of the church, there's been so many trends of society in and out. You know, back in the medieval ages, it was like the medieval feuds and the revenge. You know, you think of St. Rita, Kasha, her... Uh, her sons wanted to take revenge on the person that murdered murdered her their father, her husband, and she had to pray very hard that they would actually not die in mortal sin. Uh, you know, even this is a very Catholic time period. There was still a lot of um, anti-Catholic things going on, um, and like today, you have like you know abortion and and um, all these other movements socially that go against the church, and the church is always tempted to back down and like change its teachings. But they stay true to form because God doesn't change, and and the people that truly want to hear the truth and know the truth, understand it, and find God will find it. It's similar to what you're saying, Rock, because it seems like when people actually want a real story in filmmaking, when they really want the gospel, it might not matter what kind of transitions they're doing. If TikTok, yeah, in the end, story it, is king, and that's what stays with people. Exactly, because you know? think about TikTok. What the trend right now is overwhelmingly short, raw, ten to fifteen, thirty second minute tops mm-hmm. long videos how much evangelizing how much of the gospel can you really get through to somebody in just that amount of time not much i mean now there's still good to be done you can plant seeds you can plant seeds in just that little bit of time but not much so i think you're onto something rock because it shows that you know if you really want to evangelize someone if you really want to impact their soul and, and make some talking points and inspire them in ways that are really going to help them out and, and uh, give them what they need you're going to need to make more than a 60 second or 30 second video. And you're going to need to do more than just do cool little transitions. The true fruits are going to come when the content is good. Just like the church's teachings. When the content is good, when the content is real, those that actually want it will find it. Um, I'm thinking if there's a lot of Catholic um, YouTube channels out there that are doing very well that are not all trendy, despite the mm-hmm. fact that the, the short the short transitions. A lot of them are, are just talking headshots. Yeah. A lot of just people. It's talking, just it's yeah. just a, a a guy or a girl in a room talking about whatever, right? Mm-hmm. For like thirty minutes, and and they have like seventeen thousand subscribers mm-hmm. because right. what they're saying is truth, right? And you know, I give you guys a lot of credit too because you both speaking in our videos, you have a lot of great valuable information to offer. I don't think you're boring at all. I don't think our our viewers think you're boring at all, right? Dan, you even told me. I, I know you're going to take this, obviously, um, you know, in humility, but you even told me, like, you've h- heard your students say to you, like, Mr. Palmeira, I don't, I like actually watching you speak. Like, I could see you on screen for five minutes just talking about whatever without any other B-roll or whatever yeah. that could come into the 
you know, I think it was like last year, the about. year before I did, I said to my students, I was like, yeah, you know, when we make videos, cause they asked about our ministry, I was like, yeah, when we make videos, sometimes like they got to make it all exciting. And I don't want to just be me talking on a screen for a while. So we're always thinking of new creative ideas. And then yeah, one of the kids said, Mr. P like when I see someone that I like, saying something that's interesting, I could watch them for 10, 20 minutes straight just talking about it. Well, sure. I mean, and, uh, you know, think of your talks that you give. That's true. Yeah. And you as well, Ant. Like, both your audiences are, um, are are very invested in what you're saying. Like, they're not giving whip transitions, yeah. speed <laughs> ramping, or anything like that. They're, it's just you in front of them It'd talking. Be amazing and, I... And, I see, and I see the look on their faces, and they're really emotionally invested. Right. And what you have to say because you're giving tr- you're you're giving them truth. Right. That'd be amazing if we could speed ramp real life. That would be. <laughs> yeah. It's but like obviously. the movie Click. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, um, in the end, Rock, I think what I'm taking from this is that the gospel trumps all. If you spread the gospel with the Holy Spirit in your heart, and the content is good of what you're saying, you're talking about saints, you're talking about things that people need to hear, that is inspiring, that's of the Lord, that's of truth, then people will catch whether it's a little or a lot. Good will be done in people's souls. You can make a TikTok that gets played by 200,000 people, like our viral one. It's up there, right? It's like one something. Something like that, yeah. Um, and, you know, how much good – you might be doing some good in some people's souls, but not a ton because how much good can you do in 30 seconds? Not much. Yet, you may only have 300 people watch a YouTube video that's 20 minutes long, but they really got into it. It was well done. It was well edited, and the content was from the gospel. It was of truth. And people's souls are impacted. So in God's world, God sees things spiritually. We see numbers. We see the physical environment. God sees the heart. God and sees people's souls. And he sees behind the scenes of exactly. people who had conversions. and yeah. So if you have the gospel, good things will happen. Um, and what are some positives that can come from TikTok? Uh, it all depends on who you follow and what you consume. Uh, so if you go and you like a video of uh, a football, like something from the NFL, You'll see more videos of the NFL, right? So you're kind of in control of that algorithm. So I would suggest that you seek out uh, Catholic content, uh, uplifting, positive content. And right. if you and if you do that, and you go on TikTok, and then you're swiping, and you see uh, one person telling you these new prayer styles that they learned, yeah, or another person telling you about a new book they learned, or even uh, another girl uh, who will tell you like what she wears to mass, you know, because that's yeah. something that a lot of a lot of girls think about, and you know. Um, so it's like all that stuff's good and you can absolutely go there and it can be a source of education uh-huh. or on the other hand, it can be a source of sin, uh, depending on what it is that you're consuming. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's actually, like you said, the algorithms, uh, can, can make or break you spiritually. Yeah. Cause if you watch a couple videos, um, that aren't, that aren't really of God that right. are impure, you're just going to be more. flooded with impurities. Right. And then the yeah. occasion of sin will just increase all the more. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it is what you make it. Um, in the end, I do think rock, I agree that it's like something that is a, product of people having no attention spans or low low to no attention span um, because of the stimuli that's always surrounding us especially young people we don't have any patience anymore um but the lord came down into our into this crappy (laughs) for lack of a better term uh word world (laughs) this horrible world of sin and suffering and beautiful world but with a lot of negatives he dipped down and there's not one place there's not one aspect of our lives that jesus isn't there the only aspect of our lives that he's not present in is sin. So even TikTok, where there's a lot of negative things going on, it's it's very shallow. Jesus can still be found there through some good accounts. So he, there's nowhere you can go that Jesus will not be found. So do you have any suggestions for accounts that people should follow? Besides, oh. obviously, besides us. <laughs> uh, so we've gotten a lot of help from um, the religious hippie, Amber, Amber Rose. Yep. I would absolutely uh, invite you to follow her. She's helped our, our team out a lot. Um, 
Does, on, does Latin Catholicism have a TikTok? I don't think so. I think he's just Instagram. Instagram so okay. he's a good one to follow on Instagram. Once again, his name is called Latin Catholicism. Latin Catholicism. He's awesome. Yep. How about other TikToks? Do you have any? Uh, John Shaw. He has TikTok oh, yeah. and Instagram. He's really good. He is really good with praying in a very reverent way. Oh, he does like Gregorian yep. chant sometimes mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah. Very, very epic. I love. He's Gregorian also doing chant. No Shave November with me. Oh, oh that's yeah. so nice. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's a good. He's, he's a, a good guy. He seems like a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. So John and Shaw. There's another one called Yes Catholic, but I think that's Instagram. I don't think he has TikTok. Yes he's Catholic. Yes yeah. Catholic. Um. So there's a few. Um. Uh, the basic oh. Catholic on Instagram. I know. He's given us some help. And I know another one for Instagram. Uh, Forte Catholic. Or, yep. Forte. Oh yeah. yeah, Taylor Stroll. Yep. Mm-hmm. He. Uh, I don't know if it's Stroll or Stroll, but I'm he, not sure. But he, he has, has a, a very good podcast. If you does. enjoy ours, you would enjoy his. Yeah. Uh, Forte Catholic. Um, so he's got a podcast. He's got Instagram and TikTok too. I don't think he has TikTok. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So you could follow those accounts. Uh, and now, without further ado. Because we're already getting into the thick of it, this has been a great podcast so far. We're a little we're about 35, 36 minutes in. Uh, Rock, can you please yeah. draw our what's it called? Our Saint we in a bucket, still didn't Saint name in a cup, it. our bucket Saint of cup. Saints, Saint cup. I think you just went with Saint cup. That's what if we so just terrible. Call it like, mm, never mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll just continue with Saint cup until we have something That's better. Fine. Um, not Satan cup, as no. uh, Aunt accidentally almost said last time. Yeah. We pointed out. Uh, all right, Rock, go ahead. Drum roll, please. He's gonna pick from. Uh, for those that haven't heard, sorry, little pause before Rock picks it. There's a bunch of random saints in a, a cup. cup. A little cup, uh, about 33 different saints in here. Rock's going to pick one. We have no idea which one he's going to pick, and we are going to talk about that random saint for yep. our little session here. So, go here ahead, we go. Rock. All right. We have St. Maximilian Colby. Colby. Maximilian Colby. <laughs> now, this is a perfect one for our podcast now. You just talked about No Shave November, Ant. Yep, and he has one of the coolest beards I've ever seen. I'm kind of obsessed with St. Maximilian Colby, actually. His <laughs> life is, the way, especially the way that he died, oh, yeah. is heroic. Amazing. Yeah. He was, he died, he was starved to death, right? Yeah, in Auschwitz. But, I mean, that's. That I don't know too much about him. They gave but him I, lethal I injection that. in the end because yeah. actually he wouldn't die because he was he practiced <laughs> wow. asceticism. Right. So he was he always fasting. You know, right. he would, like, asceticism. Oh. Asceticism. Yeah, you can. Oh, yeah. I think you can pronounce it either <laughs> way. Asceticism. 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 Either one. I, de- I deserve it. <laughs> no, um, because I think asceticism. You can actually say oh, it that okay. way. So I okay. <laughs> yeah. Good for my humility. Um, <laughs> anyway, so he would practice that and he would fast all the time. So they. So first of all, he. Took the place of somebody like the the nazis would pick random people to kill at will and he they picked this one dude and he starts crying he says please no i have a family uh, you know don't take my life and then saint maximilian colby walked right up to the commander of auschwitz and the, this commander was shaking because he was shocked that this man walked right up into his face right saint maximilian colby was a prisoner at this time um and the commander said what do you want and saint maximilian colby said i want to take his place so they actually did it they traded just like a trade in the, on a hockey team they traded places and they put Maximilian Colby in the starvation chamber, and they expected him to die in a couple of days. I'm pretty sure they also gave him no water. I'm pretty sure. Well, that's him. what they did because they would yeah. just sit you there till you die. Right. Now they put him in there with other people. Exactly. I don't know how many, but there's a group of other people in the cell with him, and they all knew they were going to just thirst to death in yep. a few days. Uh huh. And they were singing. Saint, Maxim- Saint Maximilian Colby had them singing psalms. I believe he heard their confessions. Yeah. I believe he led them in the rosary uh-huh. and had them singing hymns to Mary and to Jesus, yeah. happily dying. And he kept on going for 12 days. Right. While- right. <laughs> with yeah. no water. With no which, food or which, water. Which, which, which I hate. Is, was it really 12 days? Yep. Wow. So. Yeah. So that's, well, pretty much impossible, uh-huh. which means that, you know, when you reach a certain height in the spiritual life where you 
are so good at offering sufferings to God, depending only on God and your emotions and your practical and physical life that you just don't have to eat very often. Sometimes miracles can actually happen. There are many saints that didn't have to eat at all, yeah. hardly at all. Like uh-huh. Teresa Newman, yep. Saint Therese, Did Therese she live Newman. On the, on the Eucharist? She lived only in the Eucharist for 40 years, 1922 to 1962. Multiple eyewitnesses. Uh, servant of God, Luisa Picaretta, mm-hmm. same thing. Um, only lived only on the Eucharist as a miracle for 60 years. There's a certain height that you reach that Maximilian Colby seemed to be reaching which makes perfect sense that everybody had died in his cell and he was yep. still alive. They had to give him lethal injections. They were embarrassed that he wasn't dead yet. Yep. Yes. Wow. Can yeah. you, can you imagine being one of the guards? You mm-hmm. put this priest in there. You got to feel bad about that as, as it is yeah. with these people. I mean, you got to feel bad for everything you were doing if uh-huh. you were one of these guards at Auschwitz. But you put him in this cell and you hear hymns, yeah, happy singing. hymns, like what's going on? And 12 days later, this guy's not dead. Still alive. You, you think he was some kind of little god. Yeah. Which... He wasn't, obviously. He had God but with him and in him. Exactly. What yeah. does God say in the Old Testament? He says, you are, like, I can make you. No, I think it was um St. Irenaeus might have said this, but he God became man so that we would become like God. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happens. When you let the Lord in your heart enough and you open up your, your, your soul to him, you confess your sins, you pray, you fast, you have that much love in you, you literally are becoming like God because you're letting God inside of you. You're letting God, giving him permission to take over your body, your soul, your emotions, everything, your life, to the point where you almost don't need it. Just like Jesus, 40 days in the desert, right? That's amazing. Yep. That may have been, if people think that's like a symbol or a symbol or like, oh, he could handle it because he was God, you know, maybe he could, we couldn't, I don't know. He was, I don't he was know. 100% human. He was 100% human. Yeah. And if he did it and he can be yep. in you, then maybe, you don't mm-hmm. know, right? Uh, Maximilian Colby, killer beard. Oh, yeah, great beard. And <laughs> fun beard. facts, too. The guy that he saved uh, survived, as well as his family, and they attended St. Maximilian Colby's canonization mass. Oh, that's so cool. So cool. he saved his life and probably the family's life, and they were there to watch him become an official saint. I love that. And one yeah. last thing about uh, good old good old Max. Maxie. Um, <laughs> Maxie, St. <Saint> Maxie. <laughs> one awesome thing about him is he had a very, very strong devotion to Our Lady, to nice. the Blessed Mother. Um, he saw Marius' own mom. He led a magazine. Well, the reason he got arrested, I believe, was because he would, wouldn't. Uh, he kept putting out a um, publication, a magazine that his order printed that he was like in charge of uh, on devotions to Mary. And the Nazis told him in Poland, stop doing that. And he uh-huh. just wouldn't stop. Oh, I believe that's what I didn't got know him. That. Yeah, I believe that's what, what got. I believe. I know he did that, and that's right. what happened. I don't know if that's what got him arrested or not. I believe it was. Uh, and. Um, he uh, had a vision when he was very little. When he was very little, a boy, um, the Blessed Mother appeared to him, and she had two crowns in her hands. One was red, one was white. She said, you can choose. I'm going to give you a gift. Would you like the crown of the red crown, which is martyrdom, or would you like the crown, the white crown, which is purity? Wow. Meaning celibacy, like priesthood, or red, martyrdom, you, you'll give your life for God. And he said, I choose both. Yep. So he actually mm, grabbed both crowns spiritually yeah. from the Blessed Mother, and that's exactly what happened. He became a priest, gave up everything for God, and eventually gave his life. How amazing is our faith that Auschwitz, one of the most horrible places you could possibly go in this world, one of the most disgusting and evil things to ever happen, a concentration camp, God can bring so much good out of. That we look back on St. Maximilian Colby's life and we don't say, oh my gosh, what a horrible tragedy. Yeah. We say this guy Heroic. was a boss. Yeah. You know, only God can do that, can bring goodness out of even death and suffering. But that shouldn't surprise us too much because isn't that exactly what Jesus did on the cross? Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> you know, it's like Jesus is looking at death and suffering. He's like, man, you guys caused us by your sins. I can't stop it because you chose it and that's free will. But you know what? I'll jump 
into it with you. Yeah. And I'll use it as the best way to get to heaven. Yep. Wow. Only God can take such horrible things and bring so much goodness out of it. So who does Maximilian Colby join from last week's St. Bucket? St. Augustine. St. Augustine. So, so far, mm-hmm. we've St. Augustine, St. Maximilian Colby, and only time will tell who's going to join them next. Two heavy hitters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll maybe we'll have another one next week, like Maria Goretti, or two weeks from now, who, sweet. Who, who whose mom attended her canonization. Yeah. You know? And mm-hmm. so, cool stuff like that. Yep. Uh, all right, guys. This has been fantastic. Thank you so much to everyone for listening. Um, we are just about through. Any closing yep. comments? Yeah. We're, no, we're good. Do you want to Thank say you. a prayer? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. We forgot to say one two weeks ago, so I'm glad we can make up for it this one. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Dear Lord, I would just like to pray for our listeners, whoever is listening right now. Lord, I just ask that you let them know that they are loved. Let them know that the desires of their heart will be fulfilled. And uh, just give them an abundance of hope, especially if they're going through anything incredibly difficult. St. Maximilian Colby, pray 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 for for us. us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Spirit. amen. God bless.